We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chargers Analytics with Arjun. In this episode, we're finally going to be going over some of the questions you guys left in the comments and recommended for me to look at and research. So today, we're actually going to be focusing on trying to predict what the Chargers offense will look like in 2021. You know, I had some comments saying, can you predict any offensive differences from last year to this year? Uh, what will be the ratio in terms of short passes to intermediate passes to deep passes? Um, and so that's what I'm going to be trying to do today. Now, uh, I want you guys to know this is me making my predictions. I have no say in the Chargers coaching staff. I don't know what their plan for Justin Herbert and what their plan for this offense is. What I do know is there's data from previous years that I can look at and show to you guys and just honestly give my predictions with some small changes from the Saints offense to the Chargers offense. Now, we know from you know looking at the rosters, Keenan Allen is going to be that Michael Thomas type receiver in this offense. Jared Cook is going to replace Jared Cook in this offense. And Austin Eckler has the chance to be that Alvin Kamara. I know uh, Steven, Alex, and Tyler have talked about it. Scott has brought it up in, his, in some of his fantasy videos. Like there is going to be a lot of similarities in terms of skill players from the Saints offense to the Chargers offense. But again, the offense starts and ends with the quarterback. And Justin Herbert and Drew Brees, to be honest, are kind of polar opposite quarterbacks when you think about it. Drew Brees is like six foot, if that, right? Not very mobile. And he's a very elite, accurate quarterback. Right. And one of the smartest to ever play the game. Now, on the other hand, Justin Herbert is 6'6, 236, and runs a 468 and has a cannon for an arm. Right. So a lot of the stuff the Saints did with Breeze, is it wise to try to force that on Justin Herbert like Lombardi did in Detroit in 2014, 2015? I don't think so. So that's why I think there's going to be some changes 
from the Saints offense to the Chargers offense just because of what Justin Herbert brings to the table. So um, today I'm going to be showing you some graphs I created on top of some data that I found that I think will help to try to predict what the Chargers offense will look like in 2021. So the first thing I want to look at is taking a look at CPOE, um, which stands for completion percentage over expected. Now, um, this is a great way to measure accuracy for quarterbacks. And it is it's awesome because it's actually predictive from year to year. Like you're not going to see many quarterbacks either jump from super high and go to low or low to high. The one exception to this, um, to this stat uh, is Josh Allen, who was one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks over the first two years of his career. Then he made the transition, transition to being the third highest quarterback in terms of CPOE this past year under Brian Dable. Now, as we can see in this graph, Justin Herbert sits right here, uh, 23rd in terms of CPOE. Now, when we talk about is Justin Herbert a top 10 quarterback, you know, what tier in terms of quarterbacks does he belong in? You know, this, this is why people like PFF or big analytics guys don't really have him as a, a top tier quarterback because he just, he wasn't accurate on a play to play basis. Right. And it's, it's not a, a knock on him, but there were some things I think he can improve on from last year to this year. And accuracy is definitely one of them. And you can see he ranks 23rd. He ranks between cam and Phillip rivers, which is ironic, right? Um, when we look at Drew Brees, Drew Brees sits right at the 50th percentile. Like he was, he was the average last year, but again, he was playing hurt. He was coming off an injury. So I think we can give some leeway to Drew Brees there. So Herbert sits in around that like 30th percentile. And that is definitely one aspect of his game. He needs to improve going into the next year. Now, you know, you're going to ask, why is this important, Arjun? Well, I'll tell you. Since 2010, Drew Brees' CPOE, again, stands for completion percentage over expected, has been near the top in every single year since 2010. In 2010, he finished first. In 2011, he was second. In 2013, he was in the top five, 2014 top five, 2015 had a, had a down year, 2016 in that like top six, seven area, 2017, 18 and 19, he was in that top five range. So Breeze has shown the ability to be an elite pocket passer and just be complete, just super accurate from the pocket since for the entire decade. And if you want to try to force what the Saints did this whole decade on Justin Herbert, I don't think it's going to work just because Herbert doesn't just hasn't shown the ability to have the same type of accuracy Drew Brees has had over the past decade. And again, CPOE is predictive from year to year. So you're not going to see huge jumps or drops in terms of CPOE. And Brees has been a pillar of consistency for the Saints in terms of accuracy for the past 10 years. So right there, we just looked at CPOE. Again, to answer completion percentage over expected. That is a great way to measure accuracy. But, you know, we want to look at what type of plays the Saints are going to be running, uh, the Chargers are going to be running, excuse me, based on what the Saints have been running now, uh, for the past, you know, three, four years. Now, I want to point out uh, for this, I think it's better to look at 2017 and 2018, as those are the two years that Drew Brees actually had an arm to throw. And, you know, 2019 and 2020, he was hurt. He showed signs of signs of waning arm strength. But in 2017 and 2018, he was still playing at an elite level. And in 2018, you know, he was probably like the runner up for MVP. So we are looking at some stats from PFF here. Um, we're going to be looking at the percentage at which 
quarterbacks threw certain routes uh, and how deep they threw them, right? So instead of using actual attempts, which is based on volume, I think it's better to look at the percentage because that eliminates volume from the equation and you're looking at the ratio of like number of attempts to a certain uh, route, such as like an intermediate route or a deep route versus the number of attempts in total. So in 2017, when we're looking at a deep, a deep throw, which is 20 plus yards, uh, Drew Brees actually ranked 26th, right? He only threw deep routes 11.4% of the time. Uh, when we transition to intermediate, Drew Brees again kind of ranks uh, near the bottom or pretty much at the bottom at 13.8%, right? So, so far 2017, where he was still like a, a really good quarterback, he didn't have many balls that he threw deep down the field or even in the intermediate routes, which is 10 to 19 yards. Now, when we go to short throws, which is uh, one, one yard to nine yards, he ranks 19th, throwing it at a 46.6% clip, right? But now when we go to the throws behind the line of scrimmages, so this is going to be screens, bubble screens, um, you know, those like short quarterback flips where a receiver is running like a jet sweep type throw, but it's like it counts as a pass. It's a, it's a forward pass. He ranked first in 2017 uh, as he threw them at a 21.1% clip, right? So this is important because, uh, you know, Drew Brees had – somewhat of an arm in 2017 but they still put him in situations where he's only throwing uh the ball behind the line of scrimmage at a 21.1 percent clip which led the league now we're going to transition into 2018 which is i'm going to call it his mvp career because he had a really good year that year like that was the year he was second to mahomes and mvp and he he was on top of his game with that so we're looking at behind the line of scrimmage in 2018 Right. And when we look at behind the line of scrimmage, he ranks 26. So they brought down the number of time, the, the percentage at which he threw behind the line of scrimmage by 8%. Now that's pretty big, right? Like they saw that he had the ability to throw it a little bit further past the line of scrimmage. So they brought down the number of screens and the number of like bubble screens he ran. Now we transition to short. That's where he really had a, you know, he kind of rose in terms of percentages. He ranks fourth through uh, short passes, one to nine yards at 52.8% clip, right? And if we just look at his PFF passing grade, I know, you know, you guys might not like PFF that much, but they do do a solid job of measuring quarterback play. He ranks second in terms of his passing grade on short passes. Now let's go to intermediate throws. Um, ranks kind of like near the bottom, near the middle. Now, it, you know, intermediate throws, I think are tough to make because like, you're not really going to make them unless it's like a, a, like a second or third and long, or you have like deep developing routes, right? So he threw them at an 18.4% clip that year. But if we just measure his passing grade, I mean, 94.8, he had the highest PFF passing grade among intermediate routes. Now, if we look at deep routes, Drew Brees, um, obviously the Saints don't run a ton of deep routes. He only threw them at an 11.2% clip. But again, one of the highest graded passers when it came to throwing the ball deep that year. Now, let's, let's try to look at what the Chargers did last year. So despite having Justin Herbert, one of the best deep ball throwers, throwers in the league in terms of accuracy and ball placement, um, they ranked 24th in the league when it came to deep ball percentages in terms of you know, how many times they threw deep versus the number of times Justin Herbert threw the ball in general. So he threw the ball deep at an 11.3% clip. Now, one thing I'm really happy and excited about for Justin Herbert 
is the number of turnover worthy plays. That's what TWP stands for turnover worthy plays. He ranked right behind Aaron Rodgers in turnover worthy plays uh, in terms of, in terms of the percentage, which is really good to see. He didn't put receivers in a bad uh, place. He didn't, he didn't um, give the defense many chances to turn the, to take the ball away from the offense, which is really good to see. Now, if we look at the intermediate again, um, Justin Herbert, he ranked 32nd, 18.2% clip. Uh, when we look at short one to nine yards, he ranked 26. Now, this was the super interesting thing for me. You know, Justin Herbert ranked fifth when it came to throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, right? We saw Drew Brees lead the league in passes behind the line of scrimmage in terms of percentage in 2017. And Justin Herbert actually had the highest number of attempts behind the line of scrimmage in 2020. So I think that is one aspect of the Saints offense that I think they're going to bring over to the Chargers. A lot of screens, a lot of like short throws where they're going to let their playmakers get out in space. I wouldn't mind this personally if they use the right players in the scenario, guys like Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler who have shown the ability to get a lot of yards after the catch. So now the final aspect of from PFF that I want to look at is the passing concepts. Uh, we're going to be looking at play action, the number of times that uh, QBs ran it in 2020, right? So um, we're going to be looking at dropback percentage for this. Again, percentage is a better way to measure because it eliminates act, uh, volume based stats. So Justin Herbert ranked 20th in 2020 when it came to play action passes and uh, compared to all, every single pass he made. In 2018, uh, we can see that Drew Brees ranked 32nd and in 20. 17, Drew Brees again was near the bottom as he ranked 26th. So the Saints offense isn't based a lot on play action. But what I think will be interesting is Shane Day, who is the quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator, comes from the Niners, which is a play action heavy offense. Right. So I think it's going to be interesting to see the mix of the Saints offense and the Niners offense because it's going to be a lot of play action mixed with outside zone that comes from the Niners offense, but the Saints offense didn't run play action as much. It was based on Breeze diagnosing the offense. So now we're going to be going back to Ryan's um, website, the kneel down, make sure to go check it out. And we're going to be looking at the number of times the Saints ran screens in 2017. They ranked second when it came to NFL screen rates in 2017. Now, I think we can attribute this more to Alvin Kamara being outstanding as a rookie and having Mark Ingram so having that one-two punch at running back that wanted to get them the ball as much as possible. And when it came to the EPA for screen per screen, they again ranked second in the league in 2017. EPA again stands for expected points added and is a very good way to measure offensive success. So that's 20 looking at 2017. If you want to look at 2018 for the Saints. They actually decreased the number of screens they ran. They ranked near the bottom, actually, in 2018 in screen rate. And now, again, I want to attribute this to Drew Brees having an MVP-type season and not having the need to force-feed Kamara and Ingram in the backfield. And when we look at the EPA per screen that for the Saints, they ranked right about near the middle. So they were somewhat effective in running screens in 2018. They just didn't do it at a very high clip. Now, if we compare it to what the Chargers were, in 2020, the Chargers were in the top 10 in terms of screen rate. And this was expected just because Anthony Lynn is a big screen guy. He loves getting his running backs 
the ball out in space with blockers ahead of them. And if we look at how effective they were in 2020, the Chargers were actually in the top three. Like they had a very good screen game. Um, and to me, the most telling thing is San Francisco ranked first, right? And Shane Day was a quarterback's coach for the Niners last year. So if he brings a similar version of the Niners screen game to the Chargers, I mean, that could be a very, very interesting thing that we could see this next upcoming year, you know, mixing the Saints, the Chargers, and the Niners screen game could be something uh, that would be really interesting to see. Now, the final thing I want to look at is uh, run game usage from the Saints in 2017 and 2018. We can see in 2017, they ran a lot of outside zone. I'm going to zoom in for you guys. A lot of outside zone and a lot of man. So outside zone means you're running outside. So probably outside the tackles and the end gaps, which is the most efficient, which I've talked about in my uh, run gaps video, which is my second episode. Uh, so you're, at you're blocking a zone if you're an offensive lineman, but if you're a man gap, which is this bar right here, you're blocking a man, right? So that that's looking at the run gap usage in 2017 for the Saints. In 2018, they ran a lot of inside zone, but they had a very good offensive line in terms of the interior in 2018. They had, I think, Andrews Pete, uh, Max Unger in his final year in New Orleans, and um, Larry Warford. So they had a very good interior offensive line. But the thing I loved about this is they spread out the num the type of runs they used. Right? They didn't overly run inside zone, and they didn't overly run outside zone. They and man um, runs. They mixed everything together at an almost equal rate. And so finally, if we look at the Chargers this, uh, in 2020, you can see, or this is the Saints, I'm sorry, um, let me transition to the Chargers. In 2020, the, the Chargers ran a similar scheme to the Saints. They mixed a lot of outside zone, inside zone, and man-based uh, runs. Now, personally, for me, I think this offense will work best if we, if we limit the amount of inside zones we run and focus more on running outside the tackles, which is much more efficient than running inside the tackles, as I've outlined before. So increasing the outside zone bar and decreasing the inside zone bar. And I think the Chargers run game could be something to watch for and could be very sneaky in terms of how efficient they are this upcoming year. So that is going to do it for looking at some of the graphs and some of the data from previous years. So for me, my final prediction, I think the Chargers are going to be throwing the ball, you know, in the short and intermediate routes a lot, just because I think that's what Joe Lombardi is accustomed to. And I think Justin Herbert will get better. Just remember, he ranked 23rd in CPOE, but he didn't have a full offseason. He didn't, he wasn't the starter in training camp and he didn't really have chemistry with any of the starters just because Tarot Taylor was the starter going into training camp and into week one. So I think having a full offseason for Justin Herbert should do him wonders. And we could see a huge, not a huge jump, but a minor bump in terms of his CPOE. So hopefully if he can get into that top 15, even top 10, that would be a welcome sight. And I know some people might say, you know, Justin Herbert had a cannon of an arm. Why weren't they throwing it deeper? Why weren't they throwing it to those intermediate routes as much? Well, let's put it this way. The Chargers had literally the worst offensive line in the league last year. And so if you think that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams could run those deep developing routes while Justin Herbert was being pressured on almost every single play, and you thought Justin Herbert could wait until those guys got open, you would be mistaken because he just didn't have any time to throw those deep developing routes, which is why the Chargers threw screens at a pretty high rate, which is why Justin Herbert threw the most passes behind the line of scrimmage. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In 2020. So I hope everyone that commented for this video enjoyed it and learned a little bit about what the Chargers offense could be in 2020 and what the Saints offense was in 2017 and 2018 when Drew Brees was still an MVP type candidate. Make sure to comment any potential topics that I can do going forward because I really like doing this video and interacting with some of you guys. And with that, as always, bolts up.